Yes, it's a Monday, and we all know what that means, don't we now? We need to talk about ghosts. We do indeed, with I, Kevin Eustace, just like the intro says. So what have you got in line for today? Well, all the usual menagerie of things. We're going to tell your true paranormal ghost stories, which is my favourite part of the week. I'm going to give you a paranormal review so that you don't have to do anything paranormal yourself to review, which would be weird. And, of course, we're going to go to that corner, that dark, dingy basement. Or it turns out it's a turret. I didn't realise that till this week. Um, I thought it was just a corner, but it's a turret. So Becca's Reddit turret. It's still a corner. So we're going to do that too. I hope you're all having a fantastic week. I know it's only Monday, but you can still have a fantastic early Monday. And if not, don't worry, you've got the rest of the week for it to get better. And you know, if it doesn't get better, it will eventually. As it says in The Crow, it can't rain all the time. However, that person has clearly never been in Liverpool in early March, because it fucking can. Anyway, before we do any of that, we need to, of course, thank our wonderful team over at Patreon. Now, when you sign up to Patreon, not only do you support this small, independent show, I'm a small, independent show, but you also get your name sung out as a thank you. Yes, you do. And not only that... But you also get access to two, yes, two, two shows each and every week just for Patreons. You get one where I just get caffeined up to death, almost, and ramble my little brain off and uh, say whatever's on my mind. And then you get a paranormal one where Becca normally joins me and we discuss things of a paranormal ilk. So, yeah, you can get all that. And there's about, genuinely, there's uh, there's close to 300 hours worth of additional content over on Patreon. And if you want to go and binge that, you can. I mean, you'd be mad, because that's nearly a year's worth. Kev can't do math. I have no idea how long that actually is. But, you know, it's a lot. So if you want all that, go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts, just like these wonderful new Patreons have. The guitar is well and truly out, and we have three wonderful new Patreons to say thank you to today. We have Sharon McPhee, Kayla Klish and Deborah, and this little country number is for you. Oh yeah. Sharon McVee, Kayla Klish, and Deborah too. You've signed up to their Patreon, and now I wanna say thank you. So Ended it on a seventh, and for those paying attention, it was a G7 this week, and the falsettos were a little bit... Of, yeah, I was all right with the falsettos this week. I was OK, but just OK. But thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you, Deborah. If you'd like to join the team, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts, and you get all that shit. So why not? Hooray! Anyway, let's have a paranormal review. Yes, it's time for a paranormal review where I review something paranormal, something out there in the paranormal sphere, so that you don't have to review it for yourself, because that makes no sense. Anyway, this week's paranormal review is a paranormal podcast, because we haven't done one in a while, and I thought we would this week, because I've been listening to a show called the Cryptonaut Podcast, and to read their about section directly from their Apple Podcasts section 
It says, welcome to the Cryptonaut podcast, hosted by Mark Storrs, Chris Carnicelli and Rob Morphy, exploring everything from aliens, cryptozoology, cryptids, ghosts, monsters, the occult, paranormal phenomena, UFOs, ufology and unsolved mysteries. Take a breath. All while keeping a close eye on our reptilian overlords that dwell in the flat, hollow, robot-infested Earth. This is the Cryptonaut podcast. Great little intro. I like that. And that's all said tongue-in-cheek, by the way. Because don't believe for one minute that they believe that the world is hot. Well, you never know, they might. But my point is, um, it's a very tongue-in-cheek-esque show. It's uh, very well done. When I've listened recently, there seem to just be two hosts on there. But um, the guys that do it, do it very well. It's quite funny as well. It's on the right side of laddish. And when I say that, I mean, there are several well better known podcasts out there, I believe, um, that for me are too, yo, bro, give me five, bro, yo. And a little bit too like, you know, misogynistic's the wrong word, but a little bit too... Uh, dude, yo, pass me a beer, sort of stuff. And uh, they're not for me. However, these guys aren't like that. They're on the right side of that. So, like, I find myself chuckling. I find myself being entertained. And I find myself learning things about the paranormal or weird stuff. Because I'm not just, as you all know, I'm not just into ghosts. Although I love ghosts, of course. But, you know, I do like UFOs. I like cryptids. Um, to a lesser degree, cryptids. But, you know mysteries in general, all of the weird stuff that I'm sure a lot of you do too. So my point being is that you could do a hell of a lot worse than listening to the Cryptonaut podcast. I think it's great personally. I know it's all down to people's personal opinion, what you find good and bad in the world of podcasts. But for me, the Cryptonaut podcast gets two thumbs up to the sky. I listen to it every week and it's always it's always a good little distraction from whatever else I'm doing in life, which is a bit menial. Do you know what I mean? You know when you're doing something you don't really want to do? Put this on and I think you'll find yourself very entertained. I do anyway. So yeah, two thumbs up for these guys. Go check it out. The Cryptonaut Podcast. <laughs> Hooray! It's my favourite time of the week and I sincerely mean that. I say it every week and I mean it every week because I'm a man of my word, I tell you. Speaking of which, I'm thinking about getting a tattoo. I've already got one on my chest. It's only a small one. But um, I want to get something which uh, is relevant. Well, you'll hear later on, me and Becca discussed during Reddit Corner. I want to get something which which represents the shortness of life, the brevity of life. Um, and I'm undecided yet. But I am going to get one in the next month. I'm determined to. Anyway, I don't know why I said that. We've had our first email in today. Or should I say we're going to cover our first email today. It comes in from Ashley. And Ashley writes, afternoon, Kev. Afternoon, Ashley. Well, it's is it afternoon? It's 11.41, so almost. But when you wrote this, it was the afternoon. Fellow Scouser here. Well, hello. I'm Ashley. And in brackets, yes, you can use my name. Thank God. And I've been listening since episode one. Wow. Anyone for a German midpoint dance party? Yes, there's proof that you've been listening since episode one. For those newer listeners, back in the day, before I got rid of over 200 episodes, because I'm a tit like that, um... Really, really, really early on, at the midpoint, we would play some German house music and um, have a party, yeah, just to, to announce it was the midpoint. German midpoint party, yeah. Doof, doof, doof. So, yeah, yeah. Well done, Ashley, for remembering that. And thank you for being a long-time listener, evidently. Not much of a story. 
they write, but maybe not even paranormal. Bloody hell, Ashley, what is this? I'm missing, but I'll tell you anyway. So it's a short little email, this, but we're going to say it anyway because I think it's very interesting. And this is Ashley's email. I regularly drive down the dock road from Bootle to the city centre late at night to get the kids to sleep. In brackets, they're two, three and four and they don't half put up a fight. I had a paranormal podcast on. Not sure what one. There was a lady on telling a story of how she used the Ouija board when she was younger and would hear pops and clicks. She'd get scared and run out of the room. Just as she was saying this, a loud clap-like noise happened right between me and my partner, in brackets, who was in the passenger seat, at ear height. It was like when someone claps so loud, it almost sounds like the crack of a whip. Again, not sure if it's paranormal, but there was definitely no explaining it. What are your thoughts? And if you're curious, it happened roughly between the Titanic Hotel and Costco. Keep waffling and I'll keep listening. Ta-da! Thank you, Ashley. And I do know exactly where you mean. For those interested, I used to rehearse in... We've done a live... Well, not live. Back in the day. It's now since deleted because I am a tit. But me and Beck had done a paranormal special from that um, roughly that same area in between the Titanic Hotel and the Costco on the Dock Road in a place called Vulcan Studios. You may well remember it. Um, I'll tell that story again in a sec for those, because you, because the episodes aren't there, you won't know the story unless, like Ashley, you're a long-time listener. But anyway, to Ashley's story. That is very strange, the sound of a whip cracking almost in between your ear. Especially, you, you do say at the start, the bit that I didn't read, is it just one of those things? Maybe it is, but maybe there's more to it. You see, and I will say this from experience, as you all know by now, when I was about 16, I tried to do astral projection and it worked and it freaked me out. And I didn't like float around the room. I just sat up in bed and was like, hold on, am I sitting? And before I could finish the thought, I was lying back down in bed. I had like complete sleep paralysis and got pins and needles everywhere and was freaked out and didn't sleep for like a week. But I've tried it since, like, well, back then I did anyway, when I was a teenager, to see if I could replicate it. And the closest I got to it was I got this weird whooshing and then a whip crack sound in my ear. And I Googled it and it turns out it's a thing called the astral wind. Um, and people often report hearing these whip snap sounds when they're close to the astral realm. So therefore... Was that, did you drive through something, I wonder? Did you drive through a portal of such? I mean, the Dock Road has seen its fair share of carnage. I've mentioned before, there were bodies piled high in the streets of the Dock Road during the Blitz, um, during the Second World War, because the Dockland was targeted heavily by the Nazis uh, because we were a major port. So there's a lot of weird shit down by the docks. There seriously is. Now... On to the, a quick refresher about why me and Becca decided to, to do that very space, which Ashley refers to as a Halloween special. There's a place at that point, it's literal. I don't think it could be any more in between the Titanic Hotel and Costco than where you're mentioning. So I'm thinking it's a bit strange. We're more or less discussing the same area. 
So it's called Vulcan Studios and it's a music studio. You go and you do rehearsals. And I would go in there and do rehearsals. And I got talking to the owner, Barry, one night. And I said, um, is this place haunted? As I do everywhere I go. And Barry said, why'd you ask? As in to say, have you seen something? Have you heard something? And when someone says, why'd you ask? With a smile, it means, yes, it is. And I'm going to tell you more. And he did tell me more. And what he told me, was he opened it with his partner. They fell, long, a lot of stuff which you can't say, but they fell out anyway. And they stopped talking to each other. But they would still arrive, you know, to work because they were professionals. And this guy would ride his bicycle to work. Anyway, one morning he doesn't show. So Barry opens up, carries on the day. The next day he still doesn't show. Anyway, a week later, the police find his body. Won't go into the details of why or how, as a nice gesture, what Barry done is he went up to the third floor, um, or I think it was the third floor. I think it's called, it's named after this fella anyway. It's got his initials. And he had one of his spare bicycles in the rehearsal studios. So what Barry done is he took apart the bicycle and he went round that floor room to room and lay down parts of the bicycle in each room, like a wheel or a handlebar or a chain or whatever, a pedal, and he cemented over it so that this guy would always have somewhere to be. And Barry's then said he's since heard whistling from that floor. He's like had the police call him out because the alarms have gone off. And when they've went in to check, all of the equipment that they rent out has been pushed out into the middle of the hall. They've had, now this one I can sort of explain away. They've had voices coming through the speakers or amplifiers, but anyone who's a musician will tell you, your amplifier can often pick up radio frequency. But, you you know, that can't explain pushing physical, like very heavy amplifiers out into the middle of a corridor. So it's a very eerie place. And the place itself, I'm not too sure what the former building used to be, but the whole area is full of old warehouses. Um, we also recorded, when we were in a band, we recorded in uh, a place that was a converted, like, butchery sort of place for the docks, so where they'd get meat in off the boats, and it still had the hooks, like, in the place. And it turns out that during the war, this particular place was where they kept the American dead, so the dead, the, the dead Americans that were going to be put on boats to go to be repatriated back to America, they would store them in this, like they took over the warehouse and kept it as a morgue almost. And the fellow who owned the recording studio was telling us this. And we were, I was enraptured, obviously. And one of the guys was leaning against the door of the main studio, which was open as we're getting told this story. And he's looking straight ahead, looking at the recording DJ guy, not DJ, what you call it? Like the engineer. And he's drinking his coffee and he's nodding away. Now, this guy doesn't, you know, he was just interested in the story. He's not like us. He's not into ghosts. Anyway, he's nodding, he's listening away. And he looks slightly over his shoulder and takes a step to the side and then looks ahead and continues talking. And somebody says, what, what have you, why, what, why have you just done that? And he said, there's no one just come in behind me. He said, I've just seen a fella, like, go to come in. He said, so I've moved out of his way. And there was no one there. We were the only ones in the building. So, yeah, the entire Merseyside, Dockside region is mega haunted. I've said to our Patreons what I'm going to try and do, because I bought a decent camera 
for a future project that I'm looking at doing. But what I'm going to do in the meantime is I'm going to try and do a paranormal tour of Liverpool, you know, and film it. Um, so that hopefully will happen in the next few months too. You never know. Anyway, Ashley, thank you so much for your email. It really is great. I love stuff like that. So if you have a paranormal thing that's happened to you, do let us know. Email us, contact at talkaboutghost.com, and I'll read it out, for that's how the show works. Anyway, it's time in proceedings to head over to Becca's Reddit corner. We're doing it a little bit earlier this week because she's got a bit of a, a tale to tell herself that her auntie told her yesterday. I wasn't there yesterday. It was Mother's Day, and Becca had a Mother's Day gathering, and obviously my mother has departed, and I wasn't really in the mood. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are in a similar boat. And you can, you know, it depends what mood you're in, whether you want to partake in these things. So I went and played darts and saw my own shadow figure, as you're about to hear. Anyway, I'll tell you now, next week, we're going to have a Patreon episode instead of a standard episode. We've recently entered season two, I think, or season three of We Need to Talk About Ghosts. You won't have noticed because, you know, I don't announce it or anything, but we recently have. And next week, we're going to take a week off and play a Patreon episode for you. And the reason being is we're off to London to finally see Hamilton for Becca to get it out of a system. By God, I hope it gets it out of a system. So next week, there will be a Patreon episode in its place. And who knows, you may listen and think, I think I'll sign up. And for those who are Patreons, then don't worry, you will still get a Patreon episode on the Sunday as per usual. So, with all that said, let's head over to Becca's Reddit turret. I still think it's a corner. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Okay, so it's that time of the month. That time of the month? It's not that time. That's not, <laughs> too much information. Um, um, I don't know how to restart this. Okay. That time of the week. That time of the week. That's better. Pretty hell. Anyway, girl power. Anyway, uh, it's that time of the week where we get to visit your lovely, dingy, dark and horrid and beautiful basement area of the corner, known as Reddit Corner. Basement? Not like you'd be a basement. I know. I've, I'm, I'm, week on week, I'm turning it more serial killer and less an abundant place of joy in storytelling. I think we said turret. Turret. We did say turret. Turret's still quite um, entrapped. Hmm. So I was just looking at um, quotes for my tattoo. Right. Because I want to get a tattoo. Yeah, because I definitely feel the the best way of doing this is deciding just point blank to get a tattoo and then looking at what it is rather than having something that shouts out to you and eventually thinking, you know what, I'll get that as a tattoo. Well, I do. I, I do. I want something about the shortness of life. I've told you this time and time again. Yeah, but you don't know what, so you're going to get something yeah, that you've decided looking... with about four days' notice. Well, so... So it's because life is short, back fucking hell. Marking you for life, it's not that short. Hopefully. Becky, you're forgetting I'm the man who laid down drunk on his mate's table and got tattooed to impress you. Yeah, that was to impress me. Oh, that was a, oh a I see. Term so plan. if it was a picture, it was a picture of your face. You'd be alright with that. I, I think a picture of my face would be awful in a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the worst thing. Could say Becca though. Yeah, get Becca on my arm. Mm. I remember a lad who done that. Well, didn't get Becca on his arm. That would have been weird. He got his girlfriend's name tattooed on the back of his neck. Oh, no. um, they'd been together a month. <gasps> and um, it was the sign of his commitment, lad. It's proof. It's proof. It's love. Oh, anyway, it's now a barcode. Right. Nice. Because uh, as opposed to getting it removed, 
Like, what was her name? R two D two. Yeah, no, a uh, 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 name used to scan as frozen veg, and now it scans as potatoes. No, it was um, it was Sarah, I think. Right. Um, and yeah, instead of just getting that removed because it was like calligraphy, so I imagine it would have been semi easy to remove mm. with laser work. Laser work. Um, instead, he just like got a, a barcode tattooed over it. Mm. I don't know what the barcode says when it scans. Now it probably says something like, love is for fucking knobbers or something like that. But um, but yeah, I hope he's well. Good. Anyway, mm. that none of that, well, it is scary, that to be fair. <laughs> um, how are you before we move on to Reddit Corner? Yeah, I'm okay. Anything paranormal to report? Um, a bit. You actually missed a story yesterday. I had family around and you weren't here and you missed something that you would have been interested in. Really? Yeah. Um, so my auntie, uh, she listens to the podcast sometimes. Hi, Joe. Um, Hi, Joe. She uh, she's been being awoken recently, regularly about four a.m. by how many knocks? Shut up. Mm. So she said she was uh, she kept being woken up to a knocking. So my first question, because I now apparently have extensive paranormal <laughs> knowledge, <laughs> was how many knocks? And she said, as I expected, three. What, what did you say that me like three it's did, yeah, what did you I say said, about three I, I said that's why I asked um I said because three is a like a well-known kind of number in the paranormal you know community because yeah. it mocks the holy trinity oh so you told her that much yeah good good yeah. so now she thinks she's dealing with a demon um no it will interesting thing so we've I've so because she has um adult children so mm. she said at first like she's always a first thought is always oh it'd be one of the kids coming in mm. you know like like once you do a knocking and then like coming in and popping her around um but usually they just knock. So it's them. on the door. Well, I'm not sure. She just—I don't, I don't right, know. Okay. That, but that's what she thought. Um, but it's so I. But like you know, obviously it's not. Um, and so I said to her, "Sorry, you completely throw me. You have to start. I'm mid thing, and you. Um, I forgot where I was going with this now. Um, Joanne, three knocks. Yeah, no, I know. I just forgot where I was going with it. Um. I said, See, sometimes in mid-sentence and you throw in something else and it it throws me off. So she thought it was the kids? Yeah. Yes, that was it. So she thought it was the kids, but it's like it's not. Um, and so I said, well, have you, have you ever got up like to look at it? And interestingly, she said, no, I don't feel the need to because it doesn't feel negative. Over? Yeah, like it doesn't feel like a, a bad thing. Now the room, because uh, this soiree, well, it wasn't, we established what a soiree My was. My God, it wasn't a soiree. And apparently it needs to involve um, cocktails of champagne and caviar. Um, so the you had a Mother's Day part, not party, what did you say? Gathering. Gathering. Um, lunch, just and lunch. They're all like, you know, th- none of them are idiots. They're all educated people. So what was the general, did she tell you this in private? Was this part of a public forum? No, no, um, it was a public forum. And what yeah. was other people's reaction to it? Um... Well, some people, you know, it obviously could be a lot of things. Um, so I was asking if it was about the same time every morning. Apparently, it it's not exactly, um, but it is ish about four a.m. It's three thirty. Um, a daughter then, so she has three children. A middle daughter said, "I've always thought our house is haunted." Mm. Um, apparently, she she once stayed in the youngest daughter's bedroom. She said, "I can't remember why. Must something like my room must have been getting done or something." Um, she said, "But I woke up." And saw a man, and I was like, "What?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, just like it was just really? like oh like." And I just turned around and went to sleep, and I was like, "Hang on a minute, what?" Like, no, as you would, I was like, "Why didn't you raise the alarm?" If you've actually seen like a man in the room, yeah. like why didn't you raise the alarm? Um, 
And she was just like, oh no, it's just like, I'll deal with this in the morning. And that to me, I I'll feel like... I'll deal with this in the morning. <laughs> I feel like that to me means like, either you I know knew it's a it dream. was a dream yeah, or yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Because like, especially like as a, you know, she's only in her twenties now, so she would have been even younger then. Mm. Like if, you know, at that age, if you woke up and saw a man in the room, in your parents' been, home, you would I've be like... I've been to Joe's house and it, it's, you know, it's an old house, isn't it? It's like early 1900s. I wouldn't even guess to date it, but yeah, it's... Oldish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's not like new build. Yeah, yeah. Um, interestingly, well, I went and played darts yesterday instead. There was a Mother's Day thing which um, I didn't partake in. I went to play darts, and interestingly, where 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 I was playing darts in this particular lane, I seen a, this, a shadow figure about four times, mm. right, with me glasses on. Mm. Um, every time I so it was in this darts club. And I was the only one on the le- in the lanes because it was a Mother's Day and there was no one in there. Mm. Playing darts at the end of this end row of this row of dart boards. And every time I'd go and take my darts out of the board, in, the, in my periphery, there was a, a tall outline of a man. Every time. And like... Was it not just because you were in a bit of a dodgy, shadowy <laughs> Well, yeah, possibly because uh, like I'd see it though in my periphery and I'd turn around it wasn't there. But uh, like then I'd forget about it and go, well, it's obviously nothing because it's a pub. Mm. You know, it's like... There's, there's activity That's as in like Kotech, there's people going round. Well, yeah, but I mean, it would ha- like I'd forget about it. Throw like more darts, throw more darts, go and collect them, and then see him again and be like, and check again. He's not. Well, there. it must be that there was some kind of shape, but the kept catching your eye. Yeah, as yeah, a, yeah, as, definitely. Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying it was paranormal, but it was. It, it, it's interesting how even with my glasses on, mm. this figure was there. Yeah. Do you know, it was really weird. Yeah. Um, so her husband is very much a skeptic, like absolutely a skeptic, yeah. um, and like remains so. And he was like, "Oh, you know, it, you'd be dreaming." Da, da, da. Um, but she said, "No, in fairness, you've heard it at least once as well." And apparently, mm. there's been like one time where he said to her, "Yeah, I heard that." Oh, that's interesting. Mm. It's kind of a validatory experience, then. Mm. Interesting. Well, yeah, I'm sad to miss that. That would have been a good chat. And, but I'm also glad that it happened not in my presence because I would have thought it might have been um, not made up but uh, exaggerated in my presence. I don't think they do that. Uh, well, maybe not. But you know. Anyway, we're here for Reddit's corner. Mm-hmm. Now, I took a screenshot of this Reddit story just in case I lost the page. Nice. So I've chopped off the person's name, so it's technically anonymous. Nice. And we also, but there was also not many comments underneath it, which was like that was chilling. Nice. So we're not missing much. But it's from a, a thread called um, What's Some of the Scariest Encounters You've Had? Okay. Okay. So this is some persons. Okay. So. <laughs> if you can hear scratching, it's because once again, the kittens went, recording, eh? Time for me to do a poo. Well, maybe you need to record around her bathroom schedule, not the other way around. Well, maybe. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Thanks, Becca. We don't know the title nor the name the submitter of the story, but that's fine. That's fine. Let's begin. Let's begin. I went to college in a small but very historic town in Maine. I had rented a small boathouse for the school year with my now ex-girlfriend. It was nothing special, basically a small garage on the first level with an enclosed squeaky staircase that led up to the apartment. At the top of the stairs, there was a hallway that went to the right and the living room entry was pretty much straight ahead, just a bit to the right at the top of the stairs. Just to confirm, this is a boat. A boat house. Right, okay. So not a boat. Right, okay. If you picture when we've seen Maine on the TV, I, I presume it's like, you know, one of those little buildings that's like right on the lake. 
and that oh, the garage okay. has a boat oh, within right, it. Right, right, yes, I see. I obviously yeah. don't know that for a fact, but that would be my presumption. Yeah, a house with, with access to a lake. Yeah, exactly. As opposed so, like, to... instead of having a garage, you'd have yeah. a boat garage. Yeah, I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm think. guessing. But I, it's I a know. good guess, yeah. Right. As opposed to what I thought, which was, like, a, ma- if you, a massive yacht. If you can hear madness <laughs> bouncing around, it's because she's got the zoomies after going to the toilet. The cat, not Becca. Yeah, stop criticising. I'm not criticising. I'm just, I'm explaining in case people are like, the, the, they, they not hear the bang in the background? We do. Yeah. We're aware. Okay. Um, I have to say, I hate with these stories when it starts out with a really detailed layout of the house. It's just you so boring. A lot of people do. And so many people do, yeah. Yeah, I, like I've had emails of people so going, dumb. why does everyone feel the need to go? And you come in through the door and you do a left and on the left. And sometimes I think it's because they're trying, God bless them, to give you, you know, they're trying to allow you to build a picture in your head. Yeah, I'll just send a blueprint. Like, honestly, it's too much. Okay. Anyway. So one night, we're in the living room watching TV, and we start hearing some noises from down below in the garage area. Raccoons are common... Oh, sorry, quick something. Yeah, raccoons are common in the area and tend to get into trash cans. I stomped on the floor, and it stopped. Thinking I scared them off, it starts up again about 30 seconds later. So I tell my girlfriend I'll go scare them off. I'd just let them, personally. It's the raccoons. Yeah, I'm just trying to eat. Yeah. So I tell my girl, sorry, I tell my girlfriend I'll go, go scare them off. I head over to the staircase to head downstairs. I make it about two steps down the loud stairs, and I hear the doorknob at the bottom of the staircase jiggle as if someone was going to open it. I stopped and watched as the door popped open, and then the sound of something running up the stairs in front of me. What? But I was looking down the stairs, and there was nothing coming up. I backed up quickly and stepped back into the living room and whatever it was came up over the stairs and into the living room. We literally felt it come into the room. The whole feeling in the room changed instantly. We could still hear the footsteps as it moved in the direction of our TV and then the TV went to white snow and the cable box popped and turned off. Right then the feeling went back to normal. I'm still standing in the middle of the room and look over at my ex frozen in fear on the couch. She yells out, Did you fucking feel that? It was one of the scariest things, sorry, one of the craziest things I've ever experienced. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Does it say what they were watching? I mean, I wonder if it was like they were watching MTV Cribs or something, and this fella was like, I am fucking sick of MTV Cribs. Which fella? The fella who was around, the ghost fella who ran up the stairs and ran over to the TV box and ripped off the cable. I mean, it's a theory. It's not what I was expecting you to say as a theory, but no, 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 it's possible. Yeah, maybe the TV show they were watching enraged a spirit yeah, exactly, so much yeah. that he, yeah, possibly. Or maybe let's say like she's got an uncle Fred, mm. uh, and Uncle Fred's always been a bit weird, but she's always liked Uncle Fred, and it was just about to go news report: the murderer of um, the two girls who were missing from the fifties mm. has been named as the deceased Fred Arnold. And just as that news report was about to come on, Fred went, not on my life! But is Fred still alive? No, he's dead. That's why, why it says, it. did you hear the news report? No, you said he was the murderer, not the, the murderer. Yeah, the murder, the, yeah, the murder, the murderer. Yeah. The so murderer. why would he be dead? So if he's a murderer, why would he be dead? Listen to the news report again, the fake news report. The murderer of the two girls who were murdered in the 50s has been named as the now deceased Fred. Did it say Fred? Yeah, I think he said Fred. Fred. Armitage. Arnold. And he went, no, no, So the my... news report is about him being dead? No, the news report is that they've done DNA testing on these two girls 
and it's come back conclusively that the murderer is the... I think they'd write that clearer on a headline. Well, maybe. Well, it's a news report. It's not a headline. So he's already dead. They found the body of two girls in the 50s. They finally decided it's Fred, and yeah. they're about to announce that on that the it, news yes. report. And, and Fred, Fred has stopped, has stopped her from hearing exactly. that. Right. It's more, like, more likely MTV Cribs, isn't it? <laughs> The first version. It is scary that though. The idea of something running up the stairs. You know, the, the, I mean, the fact it's an energy makes me think it was some kind of like power surge, whatever that just kind of came up like across the house and then got to the TV. Like, you know what? I, you know the phrase power surge. Mm. I can't hear it without without pitching some bodybuilding Swede called Surge. What? I am power surge. What? What? Anyway, I can't. But you know what? That scares me like. A mushroom... No, you know, I'm not speaking right. Do you know what that scare, reminds me scare-wise of? Um, the story that Tony, my friend, told, where he said his uncle, who was a taxi driver, came home late one night from work about 4am mm. um, and went to go upstairs, put his keys down, went to go upstairs to his sleeping wife, and there was a woman on the stairs looking down at him. Mm. And for some reason, he'd had enough of this haunting. He'd been going on for a while. So he was of the mindset, either either you're a figment of my imagination or I'm not fucking arse now. I'm at the end of my tether. So he started to slowly walk up the stairs towards her and she started gliding backwards with each step he took mm-hmm. and until she blocked the doorway of the room. His wife was made up. She's chasing, he's chasing a ghost into her bedroom. Well, no, the, is. This, this is the thing, is that apparently the, his wife, they, you know, they, they separated eventually. So there was a bit of turmoil there. But his wife would wake at, like, the drop of a feather. She was a very light sleeper. Mm. Um, and this woman blocked the doorway and didn't allow, didn't allow him into the bedroom. Like, he, he stopped on the landing. Mm. And he was apparently shouting for his wife to wake up. And she didn't hear a thing. And he ended up just backing off and sleeping on the couch. What, um, just let her have the house? Well, no, because, he, you know, there was a sense that this woman was trying to protect right. the other woman. But anyway, it gets back to the idea or the theory that the spirit world or entities in general mm. can control sound. Is he admitting from the story that he was in fact going to harm his wife? Because that's the only explanation for uh, protecting the woman. Well, maybe, maybe she just needed a good night's kip. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, either way the cat jumps, Becca. The cat survives. You'll be happy to know. Mm-hmm. But um, thank you for letting us into your dark, dingy, beautiful and fragrant turret. You're welcome. Thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca. Tatty bye, everyone. Bye, guys. (laughs) 